Self-sabotage is a simple concept. It is when you take subconscious actions that will end up sabotaging your conscious goals. Maybe it sounds a little bit confusing, so allow me to use an example with myself. Um, back in 2019, 2020, I had a job. I, I didn't really like that job. I kind of hated that job. And so I was looking for, you know, other opportunities, other options for myself. So I decided to learn how to program, how to code, how to make websites and apps, that kind of stuff. But that took, you know, effort. It took time. And with my full-time job, it was kind of hard to progress as fast as I wanted to, right? And so consciously speaking, if you had asked me, I would have said, I want to keep this job. I need this job. I need the paycheck. You know, same old, same old, right? However, subconsciously, there was no doubt in my mind that I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. I absolutely, I absolutely did not want to be there. Like, there was not even a percentile in my body that was like, yeah, I want to go there tomorrow. No. And so what ended up happening was I consciously decided that I would, you know, learn programming while at work because that's just... I'm an optimizer and that was like, oh, this is a smart thing because I could literally do, I could do the entire work day in half a day. And so it wasn't that hard for me. Not every day, but most days I could do my work very quickly, very efficiently and, and then have a lot of time to learn. So that's why I decided it consciously because there's no downside here, right? I can do both. I can learn. I can do the, the work. It's all great. However, this only only lasted about one month. After that month went by, I, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't enough for me. I was like, no, I want more. I got to learn more. And th this is the point where the self-sabotage started to happen. I started to not actually do the work and just pretend to do it because it wasn't very hard to do so. Uh, and, and so what ended up happening a few months later is, you know, obviously I, was, I wasn't fired. I was invited to leave. Right. But at, at the end of the day, they were like, hey, we figured out you're not doing your job. So, you know, uh, you got to go. And was I unhappy? No, because that that's the thing with self-sabotage. A lot of the times it will be something that does make you happy and it, it is the outcome that you truly desire. But the reason why I made this video is that a lot of times it's a bad thing because a lot of times you are sabotaging yourself because you're afraid of success or because you're afraid that if you finally are in a happy relationship, you won't know how to deal with that or you won't feel worthy of it, right? Self-sabotage is usually negative. I have this positive example, but the point of this is I made a conscious decision to just do half of the days, uh, just use half of the workday to learn, but then subconsciously I start to sabotage my, my job by saying, oh no, just don't do the work. Nobody will find out. I started to convince myself, right? And this is all subconscious. This is what self-sabotage is. Like in the moment, you don't realize what you're doing. I don't, it's, it's, very, it's very hard in real time to realize it. But in hindsight, that's really easy because you can look back objectively. You can learn, you can remember the facts and not be affected by your emotions and stuff like that. So this is why self-sabotage is, you know, dangerous. It's exactly because you, you don't realize it in the moment. Right. You only realize it later on. Right. And, you know, in, in my example, the, the, the self-sabotage is very obvious. It's very clear. Right. I just stopped doing a, a, a part of my job. But usually it's actually very subtle. So it's not it's not very easy to identify. Don't think, you know, just because my example makes it very obvious. Don't think it'll be obvious to you. 
this is why I use this example because I wanted it to be obvious. Okay. But I hope that that's clear. All right. So what we need to know is basically that, you know, our subconscious likes to take over our actions a lot of the times, especially when it's like a routine or repeated actions. It's like the autopilot mode kicks in, right? And it's exactly during this autopilot mode that the self that the, the self sabotage takes place naturally, right? Because like I said before, it's not a conscious thing. It's a subconscious thing. It's a subconscious process, if you will, right? And so if you are aware, if you become aware of what you're doing, if you really become aware of your actions, then you can stop, right? You can consciously stop yourself. But if you do stop, there is a risk that, you know, other ways of sabotage will come up, right? So you, you do always have to keep an eye out on that. It's like a, a rebellious teenager. You say, you can't smoke. And so you, you take all their lighters. And so they buy matches, you know, whatever. It, this is a silly example, but your subconscious will always find a way to go after, get away once or go after way once, you know, etc. So you gotta be careful with yourself essentially, right? And that's literally the big challenge here. It's to become aware, right? Like I said before, in hindsight, it's easy, but in real time, it is really hard to be aware of what you're doing subconsciously, right? And so what is the solution to this? It is regular analysis of your daily actions, right? So actually thinking logically and consciously about the actions that you took. This is the solution, right? It's not a magical solution, but it does work, right? And within the solution, you have two choices, right? One of them is just you with yourself on your own, right? You just rely on yourself and you have regular meetings with yourself to reflect, to, to analyze, to study your behavior, but if you go with this choice, you need to be really thorough. You need to analyze everything you do, like every single, every single detail, every single thing, right? Journaling would help as well. If you just try to remember your day and then you, you, you read through it again to see what you, how you feel about it. Right. And, and, you know, it could be a, a meeting where you just journal. And then after, at the, at the end of the meeting, you read your journal and you come up with some conclusions, you know, it could be that kind of thing. It's really like it's up to you to find the the way that works best when it comes to having me meetings with yourself, right? So I'm not gonna give you too many pointers about that, but you know, the it's really about your daily actions. And also keep in mind that sometimes we do something that makes sense in that period of time, but six months later you don't need to keep doing it, but you don't really remember that. You just keep doing it doing it because you're used to it, right? So keep all of this in mind because these meetings, these reflection meetings, that's that, those are the things that you're trying to identify so that you can change or, or stop. All right. And the other option, you know, is to hire someone to hire an objective person to analyze your situation and give you their own input. Right. And in this case, you know, uh, it's some, it has, it has to be someone whose judgment you trust. If you don't trust their judgment, you know, you're just wasting both of your, uh, the time of both people, basically. Okay. So usually, you know, I would recommend a coach, right? But I am biased about this, but I'll, I'll give you an example. I have this client who is a, uh, a, for American soccer, for Europeans football, he's a, a coach, right? And basically he, he works for a club and he tells me about the stuff in his club. And I, I just started to tell him, you know, like that, 
that club kind of sounds like a shit show. Like, is there anything that they do that's that's good? And even the other day, he, he, just the other day, he said, hey, man, I wanted to thank you because I've been here for like six years and we've been talking lately. And now I realized like, yeah, this is not a good organization and I shouldn't be here. Right. So he was so into in, into that reality that he couldn't have that objective opinion. Like that saying goes, if you're inside the jar, you can't read the label, but somebody outside of the jar will very easily read the label. This is the advantage of the second option. It, it just, you know, you're not, you're not alone. You're not just relying on yourself. And at the end of the day, this is one of the reasons why so many people end up having a coach, right? You have a, an objective person listening to what's going on in your life and being able to, to identify certain things that you should change that maybe you wouldn't have identified on your own, right? But having said this, you don't have to hire someone. It's just more effective, but you can learn your way to doing this. You know, I myself, I do this on my own. I have regular meetings. I, I analyze what I do. I do everything I said, I just said, so it does work for me, but you know, you, you have to try it. If you want my, you know, my recommendation, I would say, try it on your own. If it doesn't work, try hiring someone else. You know, I always say the same thing. You got to test the options and then just go with the one that that gave you the best results or the best feedback, that type of stuff. But essentially just don't ignore the fact that you are capable of sabotaging yourself and start doing something about it by consciously and logically thinking about the actions you're taking regularly. That's it. That's basically the gist of this video or this podcast. Okay. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And yeah, you can like, and you can subscribe as for me, you can catch me again on the next one.